0: This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Jesus. Amen. Dear Christians, we live in an age where we value our health and our body extremely highly. You could almost say we idolize it. And I guess it makes sense. I mean, after all, we live in an age of advanced medical treatment that can cure countless ailments. If you have high blood pressure, well, there's a whole variety of pills you can take for that. Or if you burst your appendix or tear a ligament, we can fix that with a quick and easy surgery. You probably could go home the day of that surgery. Even more serious things. If your heart or a kidney is irreparably damaged. You might even be able to receive a new one to replace the one that doesn't work. Serious things and small things. Broken tooth? Well, we can implant a new one. Are you losing your hair? Implants again. As a result of all these treatments and advancements, we are living longer than anyone has before. And as we live longer, we continue to place great health, great value on our health. Don't we? After all, we want to enjoy all the days of life that we have. I guess... There's no maybe about it. We do idolize our bodies, looking good, functioning properly. And if we have a problem with it, we want it fixed. And that's why, in the first half of our gospel lesson for today... We don't really like what Jesus says to the paralyzed man. Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. That's it? Take heart? That's all he says? A man who is paralyzed is laying in front of Jesus the very Son of God in human flesh. And all that Jesus says is, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. He doesn't heal him. He doesn't fix his medical issue. He doesn't make his body work again. He leaves him lying on the ground, on a mat at his feet. And all he gives him are a few seemingly meaningless words. Now, can you imagine if the next time you went to the hospital, that's all the doctor did, pat you on the back and say, take heart. Would you be satisfied with that visit? if you were in a terrible car accident where lives are on the line, if the ambulance driver showed up and said, your sins are forgiven, would you be content? And Jesus is no mere doctor or ambulance driver. He's the son of God. He can do what he wants. He's capable of much more, isn't he? He can say, let there be light, and there is. But all he says to a man in need is, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. The very fact that we don't like How Jesus acts in the first half of our gospel lesson is a testimony to the fact that we idolize our bodies, our health, and our life in this world. So let me ask you a question about our gospel lesson. What is it? Jesus does give the man words. And essentially there are three parts to Christ's words. Take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to tackle all three of these. In this sermon, but I'm going to start with the last one Your sins are forgiven. Jesus tells this man, Your sins are forgiven. We hear those words all the time. We take them for granted, we don't listen to them. We just think they're a part of the service so that we can get to the good part later on. It may seem like a minor thing for Jesus to say, your sins are forgiven. But in truth, it is the most important thing that Jesus says to this man. You know that all sin, all fall short to the glory of God. Even the paralyzed man is a sinner. He's descended from Adam and Eve, after all. Adam and Eve, who were created good in the beginning. Adam and Eve, who disobeyed God's word. Adam and Eve, who brought sin into the world. And because sin entered the world, death also entered the world. People began to die the moment Sin existed. In fact, the very first death was one of Adam and Eve's sons murdering another of Adam and Eve's sons. It's not just murder that shows sin, people started dying. In their bodies. People's health started declining. Even from the moment of birth, the signs of death were present. People were able to be injured. People's hearing and vision and joints started wearing out. They began to be forgetful. Their hair started turning gray and falling out. Wrinkles began to show up on their faces. People began to die and their bodies began to be damaged. Some people even were able to become paralyzed. Sin brings death. And so, in that very sense, Christ's words, your sins are forgiven, are the solution to what ails the paralyzed man. Christ's words, your sins are forgiven, assure him that that is the truth, that his sins are forgiven. The very lips that could say, let there be light, and there was, when they say your sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. And if your sins are forgiven, then death no longer has dominion over you such was the case for this man. Having been forgiven, whether he was healed in this world or not, he knew thou the truth that on the last day God would raise him, put his body back together perfectly and give eternal life to him so that he might live face to face with God. He would be raised perfectly, complete, made well from all of his ailments. Even death would be undone by God. Because his sins were forgiven, he was now God's child. He could now sing that last verse of the hymn we just sang. And then from death awaken me, that these mine eyes with joy may see, O Son of God, thy glorious face. He would live even though he died. So you see, his sins are forgiven, and now he is God's child. And because those two things are true, the first is, well, is true as well also. Being God's child, he can take heart. He can have confidence. He can have courage to face the challenges that arise day in and day out in this sinful, fallen world. If he is paralyzed, if his heart fails, if his hair falls out, his eyesight grow dim, he knows the truth that in the end, he's still God's child. In the end, he will be made well, all because of the forgiveness of sins. The words of Jesus are true. Take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. Dear Christian, the same is true for all of us, isn't it? We all have some sort of problem or challenge that affects our bodies every day. Your bodies are slowly falling apart. You know it's true. Your skin grows wrinkled. Your hair turns gray. Your eyes grow dim. Your hearing declines. Maybe even your memory fades. These things worry you. They're terrifying, aren't they? To be in a body that you know is slowly dying is terrifying. Because it's a truth you cannot avoid. You are a sinner. And because of your sin, you will one day die. Your body will die. It will be buried. It has an end coming. In fact, as you know... That end has already begun. There's really nothing scarier than that. In fact, we purposely avoid thinking about this truth, don't we? We avoid hearing aids because we don't know if it will really fix the problem. It's just a temporary workaround. We go and we take the pills to deal with the things going on in our body, but the side effects cause new problems and more pills and new side effects and more problems. We Try not to think about the truth we're sinful and dying. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes we're the ones in the hospital bed. Sometimes we're the ones hearing the doctor tell us the diagnosis. Sometimes our body stops working so completely. We have no choice but to face the truth. We are sinful. We are dying. But take heart, children of God, Christ has died. For your sin, he bled for you. He went to the cross for you. He rose from the dead so that you might know that the power of death has been destroyed. Take heart, children of God. Jesus speaks to you. Here, in the words of absolution, spoken by the lips of your pastor, Jesus says to you, your sins are forgiven. It sounds like this. In the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are forgiven. And you can forgive one another. When someone sins against you, you get to speak forgiveness to them. And the forgiveness that you hear, that you receive, acts upon you the same way it did upon that paralyzed man in our gospel lesson. Because your sins are forgiven, you are now God's child. Because your sins are forgiven, you can take heart to face all the challenges and difficulties of this world. Because your sins are forgiven, even if you die on the last day, God will raise you from the dead. He will put all things right on the day of resurrection. All things will be right. Do you doubt it? Do you struggle to believe that God will act thusly for you? Do you doubt that your body will be restored, made holy and perfect on the day of resurrection? If you doubt it, look what Christ does for the paralyzed man in our gospel lesson. He speaks to him. Rise, pick up your bed, go home. It's a preview of what is to come for you. Jesus makes the ill man well, and one day he will speak the same way to you. Even if you're in your casket in the ground, mere bones left, he'll speak. Rise, get out of your bed, and come home. Jesus follows through on what his words of forgiveness mean. Jesus follows through and will heal your broken body. He will raise it. He will restore it. He will make it better than it's ever been in this sinful world. And he brings that truth to you now, here, by speaking forgiveness to you. He applies his death and resurrection to you here, now, through the words of absolution spoken to you. He feeds you with the resurrected body and blood of himself for strengthening your faith. For bringing you forgiveness of sins. And where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. He answers your prayers of healing. Sometimes here in this world. And sometimes in the day ahead. When you will be raised from the dead. And so we pray to God in all of our needs listening to his voice to answer. Take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. We pray, as the intro it says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. The Lord saves out of all troubles. So give ear, O children of God, to the words of Christ's mouth. Your sins are forgiven. And take heart, for you are God's child. Be generous with the forgiveness of sins you have received, earned by the death and resurrection of Christ. Be eager to hear the absolution, even as your body falls apart, for it is God's glorious gift to you. The forgiveness even your sins. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been With Intrepid Hearts Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.